Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of the Hayley Morecambe podcast. I am so excited you're here for showing up for yourself, your self-love and self-care. Each week, I gift you the permission and the space to claim the most happy, healthy, abundant life and give you access to the most sparkliest version of you. On this journey together, we'll learn and grow and thrive to be the best version of ourselves. We don't settle for anything less than incredible. I'm your host, Haley, a fitness and nutrition coach, writer, former radio host and journalist, advocate for self-love and self-care, and all-round wellness guru. I'm a mama to the most divine little girl and a fur parent to a cheeky little cavoodle. I am so pumped to take you into another magical episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Have you ever craved a deeper feminine connection? I'm talking beyond the shallow depths of most of our friendship circles. You know those soulful, deep and juicy chats you can be vulnerable, have someone truly listen to your inner desires and witness you being authentically you. Or maybe you're craving that deeper feminine connection with yourself. Do you also crave a sacred space to just be you, to be around a group of like-minded women, to connect to Mother Earth on a deeper level, to acknowledge and be in tune with not only the cycle of the month, but your moon cycle? Yet we're talking about periods here, ladies, loud and proud. If you answered yes to any of these juicy questions, then you are going to love this week's podcast guest. Rachel Hodgins is such a beautiful soul and you instantly absorb her nurturing energy the moment you meet her. This year, Rach decided to step outside her comfort zone and push through her own limiting beliefs, which were holding her back, and open her heart and home by hosting bi-monthly women's circles, one in line with the full moon and the other on the new moon. Rach had her own deep desires for raw, authentic, and vulnerable connections with the feminine, which led her to creating her own side business hosting women's circles. She is a Bendigo gal who not only does some mean makeup, that's her full time job, but she is a woman who believes we can all find more meaning and fulfillment when we bring our innate connection to our ancestral roots back into our community and society. She says she's realizing just how much we as women have been disconnected from our bodies and divine cycles, from other women and from the earth, which we once lived in direct relationship with. Rach is passionate about women's cycles in relation to the natural cycles, encouraging openness to the woo-woo and following what piques your interest, ancient rituals and traditions, using the lunar phases as an anchor to encourage ebb and flow throughout your month, strengthening intuition, rebuilding women's trust in their own bodies as well as one another, and remembering the ancient practices and knowledge that women have been denied. 
I know you are going to get so much out of this conversation today. Rach is more wise than beyond her 20-something years and gives us so many takeaways and steps we can take to deepen our connection to our own feminine energy, the women around us, as well as ways we can fall in love with our own monthly cycle. Yep, so many juicy nuggets in this one. Without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Rachel Hodgins. Hey, Rach, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for jumping into this interview today. And I've been excited all morning to get into this because um, it is something I don't think needs to be a secret. It needs to be spread out so far and wide because I absolutely <laughs> love what you do. Um, and before we jump into exactly um, how you started your women's circles and what they are and what you can get from it, I guess I want to explain how um, to the listeners is how I came across you. And jumping into 2020, the biggest thing for me was I was like, I just craved, and I didn't know exactly what that was. It was just this feeling and I just this craving and this desire to connect with women on a deeper level, you know, outside of your friends, like you might have a, a friendship circle, but it was just something inside of me. It's like, I, I want more and I want that deeper connection. And I don't even know what that looks like yet. And I literally jumped onto Instagram one day and I was scrolling aimless, aimlessly and your profile popped up and I was like, Oh, what's this about? And I was like, I've never even heard of it. Well, I've heard of a women's circle, but I've been, never been to one. And instantly, as soon as I saw your face pop up, I was like, yes, I need to reach out to this girl and this is probably what I'm looking for. And honestly, it's been amazing. Uh, I didn't think I'd be sitting here interviewing you today. So that's no, one thing. Same. So thank you for that. <laughs> but I thank just you. wanted to put some backstory on that or how we came about. So um, for us to get a little bit of, um, you know, get to know you a little bit more, how did you come about to open up your, your home um, and create these women's circles? I mean, it really came about because it's what something that I was looking for. It's what I was craving. So, mm. um, and I had for some time, I w- I'd been really going down the wormhole, I suppose, um, and doing a lot of exploration and a lot of, I was just l- looking into a lot of different things, but I was really craving, I was craving connection. I was craving feminine connection. I was craving ritual in my life. I just, there was all of these components that I'd been yeah, diving into um, on my own. And I was just like, I just needed a, a place, a space for that to be held basically. And I knew I had sat within some women's circles myself and I just knew I, I, that's what I needed in my life. And yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't know of any in our area. Um, and so I kind of just decided again on the, in the, around the new year, I just had to dive in. There was a part of me, so part of me as well, I think, um, that I, I had to overcome that whole inferiority complex. I could have started these ages ago, but I just had this whole thing where I felt like I wasn't legitimate enough and I don't know it's, it's something strange but I remember reading that and you were sharing your story about that and I was just like how could someone like her you know be uh you know <laughs> holding back and be too scared because it, it is so um you know inspirational what you do but it's so right isn't it we all have our own little critic inside our head telling us that we can't mm. do something so that's awesome mm. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> um and so let's go strip it right back as well explain and I know this is quite a simple question, which probably has a really in-depth answer, but what is a women's <laughs> circle and what is it designed to do for people that like, what is this women's circle? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can, they can look different. It depends on who's facilitating and who and why basically. So some might be specific on like a particular topic or subject. Some might be about um, particular rites of passage, um, honouring them within women. Um, mine are probably more just general gatherings or sharing circles. Um, and so what that would look like still depends on who's facilitating it. I've kind of just jumped in and followed intuitively felt into how that would look for me and I'm sure it'll look different. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) It'll look different like as it evolves, I'm sure. But, um, Generally speaking, women's circles are um, women coming together and they sit in circle and, and 
there's generally a ritual element to it. Um, so generally speaking, um, there will be, so I base mine over the, the full moon or new moon periods. So that gives us a bit of focus. So if I kind of ran through maybe like the structure of my circles, maybe might clarify. So um, we would come, we would sit in a circle. I have like a little altar. Um, I mean, it's, it's so gorgeous, pretty, but, <laughs> but it is also a ritualistic element to mm -hmm. it as well. So, um, so a little altar in the center and we sit around in a circle. Um, we would begin by lighting a candle. We call in our mother line. So our red threads. Um, then we might move into like a meditation. Generally, um, the meditations that I run through are um, more earth-based, really grounding, um, energetically kind of, of meditations. And they feel uh, so us. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they're either, yeah, basic, like connecting into earth or and or our feminine bodies as well. Mm -hmm. um, so our womb and our heart space in particular. Um, and then I, as I said, depends on whether it's the full moon or the new moon, but I'll, I'll go into the energies, like astrologically, what we're kind of dealing with at that particular time. Um, and then most of the circle is made up by the sharing circle, which is, um, quite simply like every woman has an opportunity just to speak. Um, and she might, she might not talk at all. She might talk a whole time she might cry the whole time whatever it is it's purely just about release so um letting her get out whatever it is she needs to to just let out um and then the rest of us just holding space for that basically so it's not a counseling session we're not there to give advice to soothe we're just holding space for what it is that she needs to talk about um and then once we sort of finish that again um depends on full moon or new moon, but we would either then move into like a release uh, ceremony for uh, full moon or in like an intention sort of setting for the new moon as well. Um, and yeah, and then we'll generally would close. I like to give an offering or a thanks back to mama earth as well. So um, there's kind of, yeah, rituals throughout the whole thing, but it's in a very feminine um, energy kind of space as well. Mm, I, I, I do it. think um, one of the things though that I find with women's circles is it's, it's, they can all look different, but it's the energy of them that's the same. And it's this yep. real deep kind of, um, it's like a remembering. It's, so women have always done this. Women mm -hmm. have always sat in circle. Um, it's only this tiny little blip in history that we haven't done this basically. And it's how we've always passed on knowledge and wisdom and we told stories and we've honored you know rites of passage it's 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 innate within us and i see it in almost every woman who comes and sits in circle and i feel it myself every time that when you sit in circle with women you drop into that same space as our ancestors essentially mm, yeah. and it's 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 magical it is. It's so magical. Because what is your sense on, I know you, you're really big on bringing, like you said, bringing the, the feminine energy together and sitting in circle. And I love your stance on this. And you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times when we've been there is, um, you know, in societal, in society these days, we're, we're kind of taught not to trust one another and one another. And I, I love the fact that these circles, you know, uh, debunk that and, and really break down those barriers. So can you tell us a little bit more about your, um, not opinion, but where you, where you come about with that? Yeah, it's <laughs> probably one of the most potent things I've probably witnessed in circle is women's, um, it's so unnatural to us now, which is ridiculous mm -hmm. um, to be able to sit in a, in a place of vulnerability. Um, and it's, I, don't, I truly, I don't think we appreciate the full extent to how much we've been disconnected from ourselves and from each other as women. Mm -hmm. um, it, it runs so deep and we could go back like, honestly, so the way, if I was going to say how I see this, mm -hmm. um, you could go back to literally back to witch burning times. And during those times, and I feel it's important to acknowledge that these women, we have a, we have a perspective when we look at the whole witch burning time, um, 
you know, part of our history, mm. looking at it from our perspective and from today's culture. It's such an injustice, obviously, but we see it that these, you know, these women, they were labelled as witches and it's so wrong. And, yeah, it was terrible, the fact that, of what, what happened, but the fact is a lot of those women probably did identify as witches. They may not have used that word, but they were medicine women. They Mm. were women who lived in connection to the earth. They lived by the cycles of the earth and the moon. They were our midwives. Mm. They they lived in the dominion of the feminine. And in their intuition, right? And their intuition, which is Mm. all the feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it does an injustice to... to, uh, I'm not saying all of those women, um, obviously, but a lot of those women to, to just dismiss that essentially. Mm. Um, and so, but sorry, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> no, it was um, one needed. <laughs> but from that period of time, um, what happened, they were so, this ancient, ancient knowledge and, you know, this incredible feminine um, herit- inheritance that we should have received basically was so efficiently stamped out um, and dis- destroyed in a lot of ways, so much so that um, they turned all that was the feminine, all um, the intuition, plant medicine, our understanding of the cycles of the earth, our connection with the earth and the moon, all of that knowledge, they turned it, they made, they made us believe it was evil, that it was the work of the mm-hmm. devil. Um, and so not only... so. During those times, you had basically um, a trickle effect from then down to now that's made us believe that that part within us, the, the feminine within us, the intuitive, the instinctual, the part of us that's drawn to the earth, our, our cyclical selves is evil. And mm. that if we allow that to be revealed or seen, that great harm could come to us. Mm. And it's, you know, we may not think of it um, consciously today, but it is embedded within our psyches. It is, it, as I said, it's trickled down from those times, probably before even, but from those times all the way down our ancestral lineage um, through our mother line to us today. And so I, I look at the connection with other women because it's important to keep in mind that even during those times, um, you know, on the one hand, you know, you could have been accused as a witch, but it could have been by your own sisters. It could have been by women. Mm-hmm. We were so t- um, turned against each other. We were pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. We were encouraged to rat each other out um, for showing our feminine sides, our evil, evil, um, you know, feminine sides. And so this is still present today. We're still so um, uncomfortable um, to, to even consider showing our, our, our true selves. So I think with circle, sitting in circle, you see it, um, there's a lot of unravelling to do, let's face mm-hmm. it. But when you reach in and you find that part of yourself that's never been seen, that's never, you've never revealed this true um, innate primal part of you and you pull that out and you hold it in your hands before a group of women and you just say, this is me. And those women accept it and they witness it. Mm -hmm. There is so much healing there (laughs) just in that alone. And like you said, um, they don't ever necessarily have to speak. Like I love the part of the circle that you've created where you literally go around the circle. And then these are women that you may not have ever seen before. And you're sitting in a circle and expressing yourself and being really vulnerable and literally just saying whatever is on your mind that day or whatever you need to express. And it is a really, at the start, it isn't uncomfortable. You know, you feel your palms getting sweaty, your heart races a little bit faster because it is so uncomfortable. And But you feel so invigorated and just so released afterwards. But the whole concept of women speaking and listening Um, you know, you have a conversation with someone, you know, down the street or anywhere these days and people don't listen. They, a lot of people wait for you to finish speaking 
so they can talk and they haven't even really listened to what you were saying. And this is what's so magical about these circles is you sit down and you talk and no one else is, is talking. They're listening to you. And like you said, holding space um, for you. Is that something, Rach, that's in most women's circles or is that something that you come up with? No, no, no. That's um, quite um, common. It depends on the type of circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but general kind of gatherings, a sharing circle is definitely not something that I've come up with. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it depends on, it depends on where. And sometimes it's, um, if it's a topic specific circle, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like say you attend a circle that is about your menarche. So your blood, um, mm-hmm. the, it might be a blood mysteries type circle or um, focusing on healing your birth story or something like that. Mm. Um, you, it depends on the size of the circle, but you would use that time to talk in um, relation to that specific thing. Or if it's a larger circle, sometimes they might break off into to smaller groups and then come back as a bigger circle. Mm-hmm. But um, for more intimate kind of circles, like the ones that I, I tend to run, um, yeah, it's more just as held, holding space as a circle for each individual woman. Mm, and like you said, we've got this, this feeling that when someone else is talking, you want to counsel them. You know, they might be talking about something really personal and you're like, I want to offer it advice. I want to say this. And it's the first so circle hard. I went to, and then, you know, the, the woman might be sitting there crying and all you want to do is put your arm around them or give them a hug and tell them that it's okay or offer advice. And I know some women naturally accidentally speak because you, mm. they're so used to wanting to help. And I just love the fact that <laughs> it's, you don't need it. You don't, you don't need it. It's just, this is me. This is what's going on. This is my raw vulnerable side today. I need to express it. And then you literally move on to the next one. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just so beautiful. And I think, um, it's what's interesting is I had someone else point this out to me, um, after a circle as well. And it's so true in that as we're sitting and we're listening to another woman, woman speak, and something that she says may, may bring something up within us that we, we feel we need to share. I say need with a quotation mark. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's always a time and a place. It's not that, you know, we can't offer advice as women and support and console, but that is not the space that's being held then and there. That might mm-hmm. be for another time. Um, and what um, one of these women pointed out to me that she realised is she's like, I really wanted to just say something, but I realised if I was to jump in then, I'm, 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 all I'm doing is interrupting her. Mm-hmm. I'm just interrupting her as she's releasing. And I think that's important that a lot of women, um, you know, how's it, there's that saying, um, men want to fix, women just want them to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just want yes. them to acknowledge how they feel. Yes. Um, that's a part of it, I think, in, when we share in a circle is probably it's very likely what you have to share is something that that woman probably already knows. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to hear it. That's not actually helping her right now. But all she's trying to do, all she needs to do is just get it out to let it be witnessed so that it's said and it's done. And honestly, I, I don't know a time when someone's left a circle not feeling lighter in some way. Mm. Even if it's heavy, heavy stuff that they've, you know, either listened to or um, said themselves, the baggage is always lighter afterwards. Yes, absolutely. I remember you saying as well, if you feel like you need to offer advice or it's struck a chord when someone else is speaking, because someone, someone might actually say something as well that you think in your, your mind, oh yes, that's me. You can actually relate to them in so many ways without even speaking to them. So that is such a magical part of it as well. So, Rach, what is your biggest goal with these circles? Where do you where do you want to take it? What do you want to achieve? I know you've already achieved so much with it, but, but what what do you what do you wish wish for it to go? What I really really want is just to have a space for women, basically, to be able to to, to drop into that and do the work that they that they need to do. So. Um, when I say, you know, when I first started, basically, when I said I started the circles because that's what I was craving, it's what I was wanting. I was so I was so sure I couldn't be alone in it, basically. And there were other women on that 
whether they're looking at the exact same things as me, they're still on that journey. Basically, mm-hmm. they're still going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know for some women, like, cause circle can, is different for everyone. Even if it's the same circle, every woman's getting something different out of it. Basically Absolutely, yeah. it could be, it could be the ritual aspect of it. It could be just the, the regular, um, component to like dropping in and, and um, with the moon and the lunar cycles, it could be the specific connection with women. It could be um, the just the divine feminine energy that they experience within that is bringing something up and awakening something within them, which they take home and they explore further. So it's really more for me um, having that, like holding that space. Um, and as I say, it's for me as well as everyone else. I'm, I'm, I love that though. I need it just as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's so important though, because you, you've got a true deep desire connection for it and a need to have it. I feel the same with my business. It's like, I was also, you know, um, creating something that I wanted as well and needed in my life and could see that it, it, you know, other women needed it and to, you know, to change the pattern of the industry really. Um, and I love that you're doing that too. It's something that you wanted, you crave it. And then you're, you know, you're going to be so passionate about it and also look forward to it. No, I was just going to say, I think, um, there's, not a lot of space in our world for um, the feminine um, we because it is such obviously a masculine world. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, especially as they're beginning, um, and I'm by no means a long way um, into my journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> in quotation marks, um, but I know the feeling when you're like, okay, I want to dive into this I want to explore my femininity and, and connect in with my, you know, my inner goddess or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but it's such a different energy to work with than the masculine. And because I think the masculine's very, um, like re- it's, it's action and it's, we do the things because we know the result that we want to achieve kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you want to dive in and work with the feminine, there may not be a specific endpoint or result that, you'll be going after or at least it it may not work out that way so when you first start diving into it Mm -hmm. you can really feel if not overwhelmed it can feel just like you're sort of just swimming you don't you're like i don't know where i'm going or what i'm doing here Mm -hmm. i'm just in it now what what do i do so that's probably the other thing is like i find um the circles um give you a space essentially to to sit in that to give you maybe a bit of structure or a bit of um, guidance, whether mm-hmm. it's from, from me or any, any of the other women, we learn from others as well. Mm-hmm. We go there to, to be our own teachers, but we, we find wisdom in what other women speak as well. So they might spark something in you and then you might go off on this little journey and explore this little thing as well. So it can be a really great place for people to start if they're, they know that they really want to do the work, they're, they're called to it, they know their feminine is, is there, the wild woman is calling to them. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea where to start or what to do, basically. Absolutely. I could not agree with that more, actually. Um, like I said, heading into this year, it was just this feeling. It was, and I, like I said, I couldn't even really put words to it or an actual, like you said, the masculine where there was a structure and there was a goal and there was a this and a step and a step to take. Um, it was just this feeling that I had inside of me. I was like, I am ready to release this energy or to explore it further. And that's how, you know, I believe... I was supposed to see your, your Instagram account that day and be like, yes, that's, that's my guidance. And that's where I'm going to go. And then you just go in with an open mind. You don't necessarily go in, you know, you might go home and your partner's like, Oh, so what'd you talk about? You know? And you're like, you can't explain it. It's just this feeling that you get, you just lighter when you walk back through the door and they, no one really needs to understand it. And I'm sure a lot of partners just Mm. be like, you know, they see a happier, lighter partner and they're like, okay, we'll just Mm. know that that's, you know, they're just exploring. It's the ripple effect, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's that um, even if it's little changes, everything that you do and everything you explore is going to find its way out into the world and it's going to touch your, you know, your own family. It's going to touch other women and mm-hmm. it will help. As The more we as women reconnect to that feminine um, and to our own wisdom and our own ancient sacred powers, the more other women will be empowered and inspired to do the same. 
Absolutely. The more normalized it will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could not agree with that more because the more you shine your light, the more you're, you, you, you are your own example to the people around you. You know, when you yeah. do something, um, you just, you radiate that example rather than, you know, telling people to do things. I, I love that so much. Yeah. So Rachel, I'd love to talk about um, the lunar cycle. Cause I know you, like you said, you base your circles around, you know, the full moon and the new moon and this gets thrown around a lot, you know, uh, somewhat a kids or the dog or something might be playing up. You're like, Oh, it's the full moon or it's the new moon. But <laughs> a lot of people don't actually really understand or really connect to, to the lunar cycle. So how do your circles run in relation to that as well? Yeah, so I um, will base, they generally run every two-ish weeks, so in line with either the full moon or new moon or just around those days. Um, So it's um, to break down the lunar cycle into those two phases at the very least, it's either the full moon, which is a time of, um, of release, or the new moon, which is a time of creation. So you could look at it um, as like the death and rebirth basically Mm -hmm. um sort of approach the life death life cycle um but yeah I felt like I needed um I sort of the moon and the lunar phases was something that got me started I suppose um when I was looking for something I suppose to anchor me in my exploration Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the feminine um the moon was a really accessible point for me. So I, I, it felt just right basically to, to base the circles around them. I feel like my, um, my approach to, or my relationship with the moon's probably settled um, in a little more now. I, I used to try, (laughs) I used to try and um, do the whole manifesting with the moon Mm -hmm. thing and everything which i it's fine and i and i i totally get i I understand how it works um it just never felt right for me it felt um i was i love the release i love the full moon time and i'm all about the release i can get right into that Mm -hmm. um but it was the new moon it was the intention setting time and the what am i going to manifest for the month and stuff and i tried really hard um but it felt really forced for a long time for me and I've sort of settled more now into I suppose I approach it more it I suppose it actually felt more masculine to me um the intention setting part it was really like each um new moon I'll be like right new moon time what's You're my thing it. I'm gonna do this month yeah mm-hmm. what's this what's the next big intention I can set mm-hmm. and and a lot of the time like sometimes I had things that I wanted to do and achieve but a lot of the time it didn't work that way and the things in the end I'd be like oh I'll just say this knowing full well that I didn't care about that and it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be anything you weren't that I'm connected to it. practice no mm. um and so I it really it, that petered out a lot and what I sort of have settled into now is a, I suppose a more feminine very much more um an opportunity to drop into my intuition um sort of approach so when I follow the moon throughout the month and I say that I am not the kind of person who follows like, you know, who can tell you what percentage of the moon it is at that particular time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just quite often each day I will look up at some point and try and find the moon in the sky. And I know that anytime I see her, she's going to look a little bit different to how I saw her last time. And she just reminds me it's, she is literally the embodiment of the feminine for me. Cause she's, she reminds me that it is all in flux. Nothing ever changes. We are, as she is cyclical beings, we will move and will ebb and flow. Basically we will build ourselves up and then we will shed, release, let go and die again it is the death and rebirth process and so it's just a reminder for me I suppose I I always was um more comfortable with the release and I could I felt like I could get really juicy sort of stuff from that and Mm -hmm. dive dive deep and find all the layers I need to let go of but it was the intention setting that never felt it never gelled until I kind of 
dropped into a space that was more about, well, how do I actually find what it is that I need? And I started listening to my intuitive voice, basically. And it's, it's a softer, it can be a much more subtle kind of response than forcing and trying to find actionable steps or things you can take. It could be, I, could say, I was going to say, it could be as simple as asking. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It could be asking, what does your soul crave right now? What is your soul calling for? What are you needing at the moment? And a lot of the time, the answer is not, um, I'm going to do this with this, I'm going to do this diet and have this result by this day or anything like that. A lot of the time, the response is, I need some space or I just need some time to breathe or actually, I need some excitement. Mm-hmm. I need... I need to feel control in this area again. I need to reclaim or regain some sovereignty. They're far more abstract concepts than a lot of the general manifesting, um, you know, uh, protocols. I can't remember the word. The general um, practices of manifestation with the moon is these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but it, to me, it's a far more. Um, that's where the the, the the nuggets are basically that's where if you want to dive deep you connect in with the feminine you can use the moon and she will she will guide you she'll tell you is this time to release is it time to acknowledge when things are slowly decaying where things are ready to reach their natural end and to allow them to to die that can be a scary word sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah to let them go Or what is it that you as a creatrix, what is it that you with your feminine creative energy are ready to bring forth? What are you ready to create and make space for within your life in this world? Mm. And that, I love that. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think um, a lot of women place so much pressure on themselves. And I think we can relate to that the way you just described that then where you don't need to have these processes and these protocols in place. And I have to do this on this day and this day. And like you said, you can just drop all that stigma and just drop Mm. all that expectation and just literally tune in to your body, which we don't do enough of, you know, we're mm. scrambling to do this. I mean, I see it a lot in my industry. We're scrambling to find the next thing, the, the quick fix, the I've got to do this and then I have to do this. And then it's going to result in this. And if you just stop and de- you know, go internal and just be like, what do I need today? What do I need to do? You know, how do you know, what, what am I craving and what am I needing right now? I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So I guess, like you were saying before, going back to um, people are scared of being vulnerable these days. And I know um, someone might be listening going, you know, I just love Rachel's energy and I love what you're saying, but um, you know, like, oh, I don't, I still don't think I could, you know, sit in a circle and talk and be scared. And I know a lot of people um, that have jumped in have felt that way. What would you say to someone that's still feeling that real vulnerable, scared state? Is there somewhere they could start um, exploring this feminine um, energy outside of the circle first and then come in? Or what would you, I know I'm putting you on the spot here with like mm. I don't know, a book or something I could read or where could they go? I know they could always go to your amazing circles, but if someone was trying to really step into their feminine, how would you get them started on their journey? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways. <laughs> I knew that already, was going to be a big question. <laughs> if you're not already journaling, mm-hmm. um, that's one way you could do it. Again, I'm, I'm not someone who, um, if something doesn't feel right or gel, if it's not really calling to me at that particular time, then I don't really do mm-hmm. it. So if, if I go through stages with journaling personally, mm-hmm. um, and I, my practice tends to be when I feel like I've got some big downloads coming through or the periods of time when I'm far more reflective. So in certain phases of my cycle, for example, I feel more reflective and more um, like I'm tuning inward basically. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's when I seem to write more and explore what's coming through more. So I would say one way you could do that is to feel into what, what wants to, um, what, what is coming up for you? What, what are you craving? Just if you got a pen and paper and just wrote, what am I craving? 
mm-hmm. and then just started writing and see what comes out because that's going to tell you, it's going to kind of act as guide points or, you know, signposts for you and pointing you in the right direction. One book that I would recommend to everyone is Women Who Run With The Wolves. Yes, you've um, talked about that a few times. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but so um, that's a series, like it's an exploration of different stories, um, really. But it's it's one way or another. It's um, the concept is we have the wild woman within us, and she wants she she's there. She's always there. It's how we can access her and the various ways that that has been affected basically um so that's a really good book if you haven't read it already um to maybe to see what that might bring up for you um one thing i would say though with the circles um is (laughs) i've had i've had women come who are terrified Mm -hmm. who um suffer from like severe social anxiety who you know, it sounds like I could be describing any woman here, but who Absolutely, are yeah. so inside their heads that they've convinced themselves that um, no one wants them there. They have no place there. Who do they think they are? And yet they've shown up. And then at the point of the sharing circle, all they've managed to say is it was really hard to come. I'm here though. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, and that is absolutely fine. In fact, I've been in absolute awe of them. Mm-hmm. Same. So, I've been in a circle yeah. when that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> the magic of that. This, um, yeah, just to to be able to allow yourself the permission to to sit in that space, to take mm-hmm. yourself and sit in sacred space with other women. You have no less right than anyone else. And I know that the, the, the sharing circle can bring up, for some women, they've got no problem at all talking. No problem at all. Some women, that creates so much anxiety because the idea, often the first thought that goes through their head is, well, I don't have anything. I don't know how I can fill up, you know, mm. a couple of minutes. I don't have anything to say. I can guarantee you, you've got stuff to say, girl. We just, we don't, we don't give our, our feelings and what's going on inside the worst that it deserves and that it can take some practice. I know it can take some practice, um, but don't deny yourself. Yes. Because going back to what you were saying before in society these days, we don't really have a voice at, you know, with, with tuning into ourselves and saying, you know, speaking our truth or, you know, speaking from such a, you know, an innate part of us or in in, in a feminine energy and that is exactly what what you create and I love that and it's something you have to get used to you might come along a couple of times and then might not be to the fifth time where you go okay I feel like I've got something to say or I feel like Mm -hmm. I just need I'll I'll say this but in the meantime if you don't say anything that's also fine so yeah love it yeah the other thing I would just throw in in terms of where to begin to explore if you're not going to come like if you're not ready for a circle Mm -hmm. is to look at your own um to find ways and explore different ways that you can drop into your cyclical self as well um and so i'm not i am talking about our menstrual cycle but Mm -hmm. also all our other cycles as well and to allow yourself to pay attention basically um to your ebbs and flows and your ups and downs because that's not just that's not just you. That is your feminine energy of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so drop into it, explore it, really embrace it. Um, and a way to do that it is through your menstrual cycle. I love my getting my period now, um, mm-hmm. purely just because of the the sensation of feeling um, like I, literally like I'm turning inward and like I'm um, I'm. I feel so much more insightful and intuitive basically on Mm. my first day of my cycle or first few days. Mm -hmm. Um, And once upon a time, never just, it was, it was a pain. It was, it was painful and it was a hindrance basically, Mm -hmm. but allow yourself to drop into your different cycles as well and see what comes up at the different times throughout the month for you as well. 
I love that so much because you see so many women out there, they speak so negatively about their cycle and it's, oh, I've got my period or, oh, it's this and I've got cramps. And when you change that relationship with your cycle, you actually notice your body responds in such a more positive way. You don't mm-hmm. look at it as pain or the pain will disappear because mm-hmm. you are no longer, you know, hating on it or, you know, you are the one, like your cycle is part of you and we should learn to love it. Um, but I love what you said about the, writing the ebbs and flows and tuning in because one way, um, I mean, I tune in and then I'll put it in a te- tech- technical form. Um, I put it into an app and I've got this app where I, where I track my period and I love looking back on it and I know that, okay, I get, you know, I feel, and it's got these little like emojis where you can kind of put your happy face and your sad face and you're, you're feeling gloom, you're feeling depressed or anxious or, and you just every, every couple of days, I don't do it all the time. I'm the same with you. Like what you were saying with the journaling is when it feels right, I'll kind of jump in and have a look around and then you can log it and you actually can see the way you feel and your emotions throughout that whole month. And it's just amazing. And you just have this different connection to it, this different relationship where you might be feeling, you know, really down in the dumps and you go, Oh, hang on a minute. That's probably because I'm feeling this way because I'm at this part of my cycle and you know, it just takes the pressure off, I think. Yeah. Even um, like, I'm just going to get real here. Yeah. Um, Like we say, um, our like our side, how we experience our bleeding time is a reflection of everything that um, of the month we've had beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, I'm just going to say it today. I'm at, on my first day of my period. I was actually due about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I know my cycle. I also use an app as well. The app was telling me it was due five days ago. And yet I know, and I was never worried. I was never, I say worried. I never really thought, oh, I'm pregnant or anything like that. Instead, I knew this whole previous month, I have been a little nervous wreck over this mm-hmm. um, COVID-19. I've settled down now, but I, I had ex- like extreme anxiety at the start of this month. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that that actually pushed my ovulation back. My Absolutely. body was... A lot of people are saying that. It's a lot of women yeah. are saying their periods have been late. Mine was late yeah. too. The last time I had it, it was, oh gosh, I think it was 15 days late or something. It was really late. It was yeah. really, really late. And I know it's because of this stress that yeah. we, you know, it's and a collective energy. In, exactly. And when mm. we're, when we're conscious of that, we let ourselves just, just give up a little, like let, mm-hmm. let up a bit on yourself. Don't have the pressure on yourself and give your body the love it needs because as I said, I had, I could have been a little trembling wreck, to be honest, for the last five days. And I was yeah. like, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. But it never really worried me because I knew at some point my body would be ready to bleed again. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, that wasn't the issue. I just had to let, I just had to give my body space. Because um, it was in survival that. mode, in survival. Exactly. Like it's like this it fight or flight. Like, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Never bring a baby into the world when it's, feeling like this it's mm-hmm. a time, so I'm just going to hold back on some ovulation for the time being absolutely, um, <laughs> absolutely. and that's fine um, yeah. but yeah so when you know your cycles and you and you you feel the 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 ebbs and the flows of it and you're in, you're in that rhythm of it you start to appreciate and understand your body better as well and um how how you move through your your day-to-day basically is affecting that and how you experience it all as well so just to be aware of I love that I'm so glad we went into that actually I was thinking about this <laughs> before heading into this interview and it's like I'd love to talk about it I don't know if we'll find the space for it but we definitely did but I'm so glad because it is something that you know hopefully it's been an, an uh, uh, aha moment for a couple of people going yes like I've you know I need to change the way I look at that so mm. um much for everything that you have shared. I have absolutely loved all the nuggets of wisdom that you've imparted today. Uh, so thank you so much. I'd love for you to let us know how we can get in contact with you now, Rach. If you're ready, if, you, so if people much. are feeling ready, maybe <laughs> they're just feeling like they might jump in and follow you on Instagram for a little bit mm. or see what you have to offer um, before they even think about jumping into a circle. So how can we get in contact? Yeah, the easiest way is just to find me on Instagram. So it's literally just um, Rachel.Hodgins, um, which I'm assuming you can probably 
have a link or something. I will, um, yes. And yeah, you can go to my website, rachelhodgins.com. I'm not actually, I postponed the physical circles um, just before lockdown went to place, basically. Um, mm. So I'm not actually running physical ones yet. They'll resume again, of course, mm. but I am running online ones. Um, so where you'll gather online. And if you're feeling like you might be a bit hesitant about the whole sharing thing, I'm not that the sharing part isn't part of the online one. So if you, if you kind of are vibing and you want to kind of dive into things a bit more and you, you really want to join that kind of space, you can jump onto the online gatherings, which I have. Um, and we just kind of explore things deeper rather than share as such um we share in the comments obviously mm -hmm. um but yeah so you can either go to the website you can jump on um the newsletter or mailing list i don't send a whole lot to be honest <laughs> um but mostly just on instagram i'm always on there so Amazing. I'll definitely link to that. And thank you so much for yeah um, sharing your energy. You have some beautiful things to say and I can't wait to hear the feedback. Thanks, Rage. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm sending lots of love. See, I told you she is absolutely amazing and has such a beautiful energy. I hope you got so much out of today. I know I did, uh, which means you did too. And as always, I would love to hear your feedback. If you aren't following me on socials, jump over and search Hayley underscore Morecambe or over on Facebook as well, Hayley Morecambe. And I would love to hear your feedback. If you are listening to this podcast, take a snapshot, a screenshot of the app you are listening to it tag me on the socials and give me some feedback reach out I love connecting I love chatting to you I love hearing more about you and your journey and different even topics that we can talk about on this podcast that might serve you definitely reach out and let me know that as well because I'm all about serving you and helping you as best I can to live the most happy healthy abundant vital life ever because who doesn't want anything less than that <laughs> I don't take care all my love as usual and I will chat to you soon 